How many of you feel like taking care of your makeup needs takes away from your time to do what really matters to you? I know I felt that way for such a long time. I literally never did my makeup unless I was recording for a client or out for a big event until I found mommy makeup. After being a professional makeup artist for over 20 plus years, Deborah Rubin Roberts had the privilege to work for and with some of the best brands and talent in the beauty industry. But it was becoming a mom that became the catalyst for Deborah to develop her own makeup line, Mommy Makeup, clean beauty for busy women like you and me. She figured if she needed clean cosmetics that were fast and easy to use and gave makeup artists quality results, surely other women did too. And she was totally right. Mommy Makeup is talc-free, paraben-free, cruelty-free, and non-comedogenic. But most important to me, it's multitasking. You literally just send them your selfie and which products interest you. And they will reply back with shade suggestions. Instead of using 13 different products, you can use just six multitasking power products to save you time, money, and clutter. Mommy Makeup, clean beauty for busy women. That's the only way I'm using makeup ever again. Use code MODERNMOMMYDOC, that's M-O-D-E-R-N-M-O-M-M-Y-D-O-C, for 20% off your first mommy makeup order. Or use the link, mommymakeup.com forward slash MODERNMOMMYDOC. That's mommymakeup.com forward slash M-O-D-E-R-N-M-O-M-M-Y-D-O-C. And the promo code will automatically apply. Welcome to the Modern Mommy Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Whitney. Welcome back to the Modern Mommy Doc Podcast. Today we're talking about this idea of the body keeping score and of the price that we pay physically and emotionally for not paying attention to our needs, to not pay attention to the core of who we are, to not paying attention to really what matters most to us and to not pay attention to our need to honor rest and to take it easy sometimes and to have a break sometimes. So today I want to talk about this. I don't know if you've ever heard about this book. It's The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And he is an author who really talked about this idea about trauma and how it can affect people in their physical bodies later and how trauma basically stays with you and that they're isn't a way basically to escape it when we have it without actually dealing with the traumas that we have. Now, he was talking about kind of what we call in medicine, major T traumas. So major, major trauma, times where maybe you've had like the loss of a parent at an early age or a violation of your physical self or that, you know, you saw something really traumatic in front of you. But the concepts actually apply 
widely across a variety of circumstances. What he said, and we'll apply it to kind of the major T traumas and the minor T traumas in our life is this. He said, we have learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It's also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. Trauma results in a fundamental reorganization of the way mind and brain manage perceptions. It changes not only how we think and what we think about, but also our very capacity to think. And I would extrapolate that out to our body's very capacity to operate. Now, the reason that this came about for me and that we wanted to do this episode is because actually someone on my team, when we were having a team meeting said, Whitney, I just have no idea. I keep on getting sick. I don't know what's going on with me. And I said, you know, gosh, we're working on that big project. And I was thinking she needs a vacation. She needs a break. She's been working so hard. She's been staying up super long hours. She hasn't been necessarily having the time to do what she needs to, to take care of her physical self. I hope she takes that break. But we also knew we had more work to do. And so she said, no, absolutely not. I'm going to like push through, which I totally do as well. I have had the experience of doing that as well. And in the end, she ended up getting really sick. She ended up with a big stomach bug. She ended up kind of like on the floor for about a week to 10 days, which would have been the time that she would have taken the vacation. Now, this is no shade on her because we all do this. And is it possible she would have just gotten sick even if we hadn't been working really hard? Yes. But do we know from the science that you are actually more at risk for getting sick when your immune system is compromised because you don't have the sleep that you need or even just the rest during the day that you need and that time to relax and to turn off those stress hormones? Absolutely. We know that that matters. This is another example. We know that headaches are way more likely to occur when you're stressed and that stress is a common trigger of tension-type headaches and migraines. We also know that stress can trigger other types of headaches or make them worse, and it's a particularly common trigger for headaches in young children and young adults. We also know that emotional stress not only directly triggers migraines, but it can also keep you from sleeping, which may trigger migraines. And if you're experiencing a migraine, you may feel stressed about that. So the cycle just keeps on going with little hope of relief. That's from the Mayo Clinic. And so this is not just about you working too hard. It's also about your emotional state and how that impacts your body. Now, the reason that I have been thinking about this all the time is over the past bit is not only did one of my team members bring this up for herself, but I've also just been thinking about this concept of work begets work and rest begets rest. So the more that we work in a way that isn't in balance or isn't integrated, the more that we push ourselves beyond our limits in ways that are unhealthy and don't take the time to tune into ourselves, the more kind of collateral damage that we end up having in our bodies and in terms of our stress hormones. And then as a result, the more that we end up having to work in order to take care of ourselves because we have all this stress. And this has definitely been true for me when I was a young mom, where I would feel like I didn't know how to get the support that I needed. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to delegate to other people. 
I didn't know how to say no and to set a boundary. I didn't know how to say, yes, I can, but with a caveat or with a way that would really work for me. And so I found myself like kind of grinning and bearing it all the time, just gritting my teeth and getting through. But then on the other side of that, I found myself saying, I deserve an indulgence of some type. A lot of times for me, honestly, that came in the form of food. I would find myself like, I need a chocolate. I need a bagel. I'm a big like carb girl. My dad totally raised me to like love cinnamon rolls and all that stuff. So I would then feel like, okay, now I deserve this reward, be it something that I purchased for myself or something that I consumed in my body or alcohol, any of those things. And then that would make me feel like I had to do more work to address that indulgence that I took on, which would then make me feel even more tired. So then when I was taking care of my daughter, when I was a first time mom, it made it even more difficult to do that without feeling more stressed because I was already tired. So you see how it's like this cycle of the more you work, the more you have to do to take care of yourself in ways that are a lot of times unhealthy. And then the more you have to work, and then the more you have to take care of yourself. And when it came down to it, I really had to dig pretty deep to say, well, why am I doing that to myself? Why am I basically sabotaging myself really physically, but also mentally? And I think a lot of it for me, and I would love to hear from you all what what triggers you, but I think for me, a lot of it was tied to this idea that part of my identity was being a hard worker, that maybe I wasn't the smartest person in the room at Stanford, for example, or Berkeley when I was there, but that I was always the hardest worker. And so I didn't know really what my identity would be if that was gone. So part of it for me was relearning that actually what my identity and what I wanted it to be was that I worked smarter, not that I worked harder. I wanted it to be that I actually was strategic, that I was known for being strategic, that that was my identity, as opposed to me being the person that was just grinding every single day. And that took a lot of introspection, given the fact that my parents are people who worked really hard. And I know many of you, especially if you're professional women and you have worked and climbed to the top of the corporate ladder can appreciate that, that maybe you were taught, like I came from a line of hard workers. I'm supposed to be a hard worker too. And so it's hard to kind of reimagine breaking that cycle and choosing something different for yourself so that you end up still happy. Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mamas Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out to feeling really purposeful and aligned. As you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the App Store. What really 
made me decide that I was going to rethink this and have an aha moment was when I started making money at Modern Mommy Doc and I doubled basically what I had made doing my work as just a physician, which as a pediatrician isn't that much, but still. So I doubled my work doing the work as Modern Mommy Doc and I was in a Uber and I was explaining to an Uber driver, I don't know if any of you have had this experience where you talk to the Uber driver and you're like, why did I just share my life story with you? I will never meet you again, but they're asking all about your life. And so you end up sharing. Okay. So I'm talking with this Uber driver and he says like, Oh, so how is it that you make money at modern mommy doc? And I was talking about our partnerships that we have with different corporate partners and that it requires a lot of hustle. And I was saying like, so I'm kind of constantly like hustling. I'm like, I got to make sure that I close deals. I got to make sure that I am moving everything forward. Like I got to make sure that I'm constantly looking for the next thing in case the thing that I have going now doesn't work out for me. And he's like, wow, well, when does the hustle stop? Does it ever stop? Like how long do you think you have to hustle for? And my answer was forever, forever. I'm going to have to hustle my entire life. And that's when I really realized that's actually not what I want. Sure, I liked the label of being the hard worker, but being the label of the hard worker was actually hurting me. So I want you to think about that from an emotional standpoint and a physical standpoint, because I know for me, it was actually making it so that I was significantly less healthy in my physical body and also less healthy in my mental self. And that actually I was creating like the antithesis of what I wanted. So now when I think about how I want to spend my time, I think about how do I want to feel in the end? What's my vision for my life? What are my goals? Not just in terms of like, how much money do I want to make? Or, you know, what do I want my business to achieve or, or whatever, but like, what are the priorities that I actually want to focus on? And what will it feel like when I get there? Okay. It will feel like I'm deeply connected to my kids. Like I pay attention to them. It will feel like the work that I do is meaningful. It will feel like I am not constantly stressed about money all the time. I will not feel really tired. I will actually feel rested. I will feel good on my body. And then making decisions now, if those are my goals for like five years later, that align with that. Because I know that whatever I practice right this second is what I'm going to be experiencing in five years. Now, does that mean every once in a while I don't have to pull an all-nighter or I don't have to work really hard to get a project done? Absolutely not. Sometimes it does mean that, right? But I prioritize then getting the sleep that I need, getting the rest that I need, deciding that I'm going to go to a yoga class instead of do an extra piece of work for myself in that moment. So that then when I do do my work and come back to it again, I feel rested. It's not just a perpetual grind. And that is a decision that I'm making. I want you to understand the science behind why it is that our bodies basically keep score. I want you to understand what is it that makes it that our bodies basically act in opposition to what we want. So, okay, we all know that stress is a part of life. And 
a certain amount of stress actually is helpful for us. So a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of worry, that actually helps us to kind of face the challenges that are going to come our way, right? Helps us to be able to manage things. If we were just constantly relaxed, we actually wouldn't be able to problem solve as well. But there is a tipping point, right? When you have so much worry and so much stress in your life, it actually builds up a hormone in your body, a chemical in your body that's called cortisol. And cortisol is a part of what's called the fight or flight response in your body. And it's a a chemical that your body uses to prepare to either defend itself physically from a threat or to run away. So evolutionarily speaking, this would have been like a tiger in a jungle. Now today it's what Ken Ginsburg calls kind of paper tigers. And so you might notice still though, physiologic reactions when you are stressed. So cortisol can make you have increased heart rate, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, dizziness, headache, nausea, muscle tension. And this hormone, it signals your body to release glucose or sugar that provides energy to your muscles, right? Because your muscles need sugar when they're going to fight off a predator. And it makes it so you don't have as much insulin production, it narrows the arteries. And then once the threat passes, usually your cortisol levels return to normal. So you could see that in small stress situations or like limited stress situations in terms of the time, cortisol could be really useful to us. And evolutionarily, it was super, super useful to us. However, when stress is chronic, cortisol levels stay elevated. And you can imagine if your body is releasing sugar all day long, because you're stressed all day long, that's not going to be great for you from a physical standpoint. When your arteries are narrowed all day long, that's not going to be great for you from a headache perspective. When your arteries are reduced and you have so much cortisol, you can release more hydrochloric acid in your stomach, which can lead to stomach aches. So for kids, we see that all the time. And so chronic worry basically leads to cortisol production that's there constantly, which then makes it so your body is, instead of having little small spikes of this reaction to threats, constantly in threat mode. And that's how the body then starts to not operate in the way that we want it to. And the mind either. We can't figure out solutions to problems in the way we want to. We can't actually get our energy levels up in the way that we want to. We can feel more tired. We can have the headaches. We can have the stomach aches. So what can you do if you feel yourself caught in this cycle? Number one, come back to your priorities. How is it that you want to be living at Modern Mommy Doc, we call this the centered vision. What are the things that you actually, in five, 10 years, where do you want to place your time, your energy, your focus? So come back to that first. Exercising, trying to get some movement, trying to remind your body, like moving that energy so that then it's not within you, it's outside of yourself. Giving yourself five minutes of time where you can just meditate and observe your thoughts without judgment. That can be super helpful as well. Practicing mindful self-compassion and then giving yourself reminders that you are okay and choosing a schedule that's going to make it so that you have enough white space to take care of yourself, to not be in constant go mode. 
So remember, the body does keep score and we do actually have the ability to turn off that constant cortisol production. If you haven't listened to our episode that's on hormones as well with Dr. Heather Rhodes, she talks all about how also cortisol and stress hormones can impact our periods and can make it so that we have significantly more difficult time in terms of our female hormone production. So make sure that you're taking a listen to that too. Until next time, I hope that you take such good care of yourself because you deserve it. And because the way that we take care of ourselves now is how we will live in the future. It's going to impact the way that we will be. And you deserve to have a life that is in alignment with what you actually want. You deserve to have a life that feels purposeful, that feels intentional, that feels when you're 80 years old, when you're on your deathbed, like it meant something. Until next time, Mama. Hey, Mama. If you want more of the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.